So thank you for the dry shampoo recommendation. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that you weren't on that. Yeah. I could have really benefited from it pre-baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been using it for years. I wash my hair twice a week. <gasps> Ain't nobody got time for that. No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Mum's Group. My name's Ali Barnes and I've got a 16-month-old son called Banjo. Now, this is an audible Mum's Group and it's for new and expectant mums who just want to talk about baby stuff but from a Christian worldview. Having a baby can initially be all-consuming. And there was a period of time where I thought I would never, ever be able to go off and do something like record a podcast. Obviously, everybody's experience is different, but often our career and hobbies, our very sense of self can sort of disappear when we become a mum. You know, because we're consumed. We've got this little human being who needs us to survive. And so our time and our passion projects take a backseat. And so today... I wanted to talk about coping in the baby bubble and remaining a sense of self when our personal time becomes so limited. Now, in future episodes, we will talk about postnatal depression, but today I just wanted to talk more about general self-care in that first year and some of the adjustments that you need to make for physical and emotional well-being. So if you are experiencing any anxiety or concerns of depression, can I please encourage you to be brave and to get help? Go see your GP. The idea of this podcast is that doing motherhood is so much more enjoyable and easier when we do it together. And so I've invited my school friend, Lynn Saunders, and my church friend, Beth Brown, to weigh in on the conversation and to share some of their experiences and some of their thoughts that help them uh, during this time of big transition. So this was our conversation and I started off by asking Lynn uh, because I remember when I was pregnant I asked her, Lynn, do you ever find the days repetitive and mundane? And she said yes, (laughs) which was not the answer that I was hoping for. (laughs) How did you navigate um, what you know a normal day of being a mom looks like with a newborn? It is uh, sometimes very routine and can feel tedious. I think a big thing for me was trying to have a couple of days a week where you just shifted the routine slightly, where you did something that was get out of the house and whether that's just a walk in the park where you might run into another mum and be able to have a chat or uh, for me going to Bible study on a Thursday morning with other women from my church. Mm. Um it was, it was still part of a routine, but it just meant Thursday was different to Wednesday yes. and Thursday was different to Friday yeah. in a very small way. And I think also just the headspace of knowing I had two sister-in-laws who had babies three months and nine months before me and just hearing them talk about how uh, Joey was so little and wouldn't be that little for that long mm. and going, it's not going to be... 17 million hours of breastfeeding a day mm. for very long. And so I think having their perspective of like, oh, I miss just being able to cuddle a newborn and me being like, okay, it isn't going to be forever. Yeah. It's going to change before I know it. And I'm going to be like, where's my little newborn? Mm. It's so important when you start to see things from other people's perspective. Like I know every time that I'm feeling, I don't know, cabin fever or frustrated, mm. 
going out and hanging with either grandparents and seeing the love that they have for my son or even just like strangers, you know, being like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, totally. oh, he is so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one gets me out of my head. Yeah. And he's smiling at you. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, seeing someone I think is just so important. Like I remember for a couple of weeks I was trying to work out this whole sleep thing and I thought, oh, maybe if I got day sleeps down pack, maybe that would promote better sleep at night. And mm. so I was thinking, okay, mornings and afternoon sleeps need to happen in the cot. And I went nuts. Oh, yeah. Such cabin fever. Such a similar experience. Very important to get out and see people. Beth, do you remember what it was like leaving your baby for the first time? Um, yeah, a lot less scary than I was anticipating. Yeah? In that I had put it off for a long time. But then I do remember when it actually happened, everything went fine. And I went, oh, I wonder what I was so worried about. Mm. But I think that probably comes down to who you leave your baby with. True. Who did you leave him with? My husband. (laughs) (laughs) So that felt kind of normal. I think it was a bit anticlimactic. And I think I remember being annoyed because he just slept the whole time that he was with my husband and I was like what yeah do all the poos then yeah I just remember being in the car and looking back in the rearview mirror and seeing the baby oh, seat yeah. empty oh yeah I was like oh no 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 he's not meant to be there <laughs> and I think I remember going and getting fuel straight away because mm. oh, you that's can't a tough do one. that you yeah. can't I didn't realize how hard it would be to fill up your tank it's so hard I got the BP app thing where you can just Oh, you can pay from your that? phone. Oh. Yeah. Not yeah. sponsored. That's right. <laughs> Some random petrol station <laughs> does a particular app that means, yeah, you can just pay from your phone at your car. I'm going to download so that just, right now. You don't, to, you don't have to leave your car. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you do have to fill it up, but you can wind the window down. And, yeah. 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 That's it. Okay. You know, we always talk about sleep deprivation, but what did you guys find mentally challenging during the first year? Other than sleep deprivation, you're saying? Mm. You know, for me, it was such an adjustment from not having me time. Mm. Like I have, I do shift work. And so usually the whole afternoon I'd be able to do whatever I wanted before my husband got home from his job. Mm. And so I suddenly went from having, you know, four to five hours in the day where I could be anywhere, do whatever, to having the sense of like limitation on my freedom. Mm. And that was a real mental adjustment for me, mm. not resenting my husband when you know, mm. he went out to totally. go to the gym or something because you can't I couldn't do that. Mm. Yeah, I, ha- I, I haven't found that to be my journey at all, actually. Um, I have found that from the very beginning, I have just loved spending time with Maisie. And that's not to say that you don't love spending time with Banjo. Mm. I'm not like, but I just, it hasn't been a problem for me yeah to lose all that freedom mm. I just I've I, I'm at the I'm still at the point and she's 16 months where I miss her when she naps and Aww. I kind of I get excited when I see her stirring because I know she's going to get up again um, and I don't know where that comes from but I think that could be because I'm an older mum like I'm almost 35 and I'd waited a long time to have kids so perhaps there's just taken is it had a had time to sort of sit and do all those other things. And yeah. I find I was at the point where I just really, really, really wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, I think for me, my mental struggle was around this wrestle that I had as to what was the right thing to do by Maisie all the time. Mm. And so it was like, I guess it's the mum guilt thing, totally. which is everyone talks about, but yeah. it was just, you know, if I do this, is that the right thing? And it's just that question of right um, played on my mind a lot. And, 
you know, it's taken me a long time and I think I'm only at the point now where I, where I was able to accept that there was no real right and wrong mm. but there was um, my way based on my personality with my kid and her personality mm. and then the way that we work together and then my journey in that process. So I think for me it was just a lot of times along the way where I've just thought, I see other people doing it differently. Mm. Am I doing the wrong thing by my kid? Yeah. So it, it wasn't for me about time to myself. I didn't mm. really find that to be an issue in the slightest. Um, it was more just that wrestle with mum guilt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was there anything for you, Lynn? I think I was just going to say, like, the mental load of thinking about all the things that I needed to do with a newborn on top of what I already expected that I should do. And so I, I guess it is a bit of mum guilt, but also just like, oh, I haven't done the washing. And yeah. you're like, that's not that big a deal. But mm. I don't know, just you already carry that as an as an adult. Like, I've got to do the groceries mm. and I have to get the washing done and I have, you know, errands and chores and people to see and I haven't caught up with this person in so long. I wonder how mm. they – like, all those things that are just going around in your mind all the time. And then you add on top of that, like – is my baby okay? Are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they need to cuddle? Do they need to go outside? Are they overstimulated? Like just that constant check of am I prioritising the right things, figuring out um, how that all fit together. Mm. So on days where you do hit a mental or physical wall of exhaustion, what's the stuff that helps you, Beth? Um, Look, I loved the um, putting Maisie down for her sleeps in her cot in our home because I still nap at both her nap times. Do you? Yeah, every day. Wow. So every day um, when she goes down for her morning nap, I nap, and then afternoon nap, I nap as well. That's awesome. I don't know why, like, but I love sleep. I mean, we all do. But, <laughs> do it. Um, it just like I it just works for me to do that, and so um, that seems so much more effective than me, who uses the afternoon sleep to maybe catch up on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I still sleep with Joey's nap. Do you? Yeah. I do one or the other, but I'm usually doing something either chores or if if I'm at that point where I'm just exhausted, then it's just watching some TV or... Yeah. I think um, Maisie's quite good at playing on her own, like, for a bit of the time during the day. So I often do chores. You know, I'm, I can do the washing and I can do the dishwasher and stuff while she potters about. Okay. But, you know, I'm just... I'm absolutely dreading when she drops her naps because I freaking <laughs> love nap time. That's a group decision, Maisie. <laughs> That's right. So Let's one of consult. The, yeah. One of the things for me is just continuing that sleep when she sleeps. I find that just makes me fresher for the times that she's awake. Yeah. Um, another thing would be is just like asking for help or accepting help. So I know there yeah, have been a couple totally. of times where I've actually called my mom and said, I'm exhausted. And she's like, I'm on my way. You know, why didn't yeah. you call earlier? And you just think, yeah, why didn't I call earlier? <laughs> um, and just not being afraid to ask for a bit of help. Do you feel guilty asking for help? Like what holds you back? Um, I think just inconvenience someone, inconveniencing someone else with what I consider to be my role. Right, because um, you're on maternity leave. Uh, yeah, I'm the mum okay. and I'm on maternity leave and she's my mum's working and, you know, and in her time off she's got stuff to do and she's raised her kids. <laughs> so <laughs> She's done her time. But I guess she got her mum's help and it goes back and back. Mm-hmm. And she just asked for help, yeah. So um, I guess it's not such a big deal. It's just sometimes you, I've got to feel particularly tired to say – to reach out to someone and say, can you come and look after my child while I have a nap? Yeah. Um, one of the big things for me is, like, I don't know if this relates exactly, but I've just recently given over to the mess. 
Mm. Um, what? Yeah. No, I've yeah. been to your house. That's not mess. <laughs> okay, Beth. hold on. <laughs> not so much the mess of the house. What I mean is like, so Maisie's current favorite thing in the world is to open the games drawer and just pull out all the games. She's just obsessed with it. That'll end. Yeah, but I could say no yes. and then say go find something to play with and she'll play with something for two minutes. But what I started saying is, sure, and she opens the game drawer and she can entertain herself for half an hour. Yeah. So good. Um, pulling apart different games and puzzles. Yeah, it makes a massive mess. But I can just clean it up when she's gone to bed. And for me, that is a mental health lifesaver mm. in just not panicking about the mess, but going, you know what? She's loving it. It's entertaining her. She's discovering I don't need to say no. Yeah. And it just helps me when I hit that wall in the day, just go, you know what, kid? Go for it. Yeah. Like it's going to burden me more to stop you from doing that ultimately than it is to just let you go for it. That's good. We go outside. Yeah, you have a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been walking since he was nine and a half months. So we mm. just go outside. I just let him wander. Mm. I literally just follow him around on the streets and he's endlessly entertained. Mm. There is not a day when we go outside where he's like, no, nah, I don't want to be out here. It's boring. Like he will discover, he can see a bird. He'll say bird and I'll be like, there are literally no birds within eyeshot. And then I'll <laughs> squint and like, Three blocks away in a tree, there'll be a tiny kookaburra. And I'm like, yeah, there is a bird. <laughs> so he's a genius. But that's so true. Like the days where I don't feel like going out, where I don't feel like getting into clothes and brushing my hair, they are the days that I need to get into clothes and brush totally. my hair and get out of the house. And you don't have to brush your hair that much to get out. <laughs> well, it's fine. Dry shampoo. Yeah. I like. Or wear a beanie. Yeah. <laughs> I found it really helpful in those early days making one of his sleeps a walk in the pram. Because I could, you know, listen to a podcast or call a girlfriend. Mm. He was sleeping anyway, but, oh, the fresh air was good. Mm. Yeah, there's something about being outdoors that just does something to your psyche you're mm. like oh just look at the sky even when it rains we go out in gumboots and raincoats mm. it's just it's better than being cooped up inside yeah just give over to it yeah you can totally. always take some wet clothes off and put on dry in, ones that's right be in a warm bath <laughs> yep put the heater on yep but you can't do anything if you're losing your mind inside for four hours when it's raining so. yeah. <laughs> i think the the days where i feel the worst are usually the days where i actually put on some makeup <laughs> yeah wow because they make me feel better oh i was like you feel worse after you put oh makeup no on? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah no 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 it's yeah, yeah. like you can see the bags and so yeah any of those little things that help you mm. um feel a bit better i think you're worth doing mm, absolutely chocolate milkshake <laughs> donuts <laughs> well i don't know like they don't make you feel better actually you in know. the short term they do <laughs> yeah i was really grateful for my husband like he would well, he cooks dinner and uh, he'd always leave the leftovers for me, you know. And I think that was his way, like, since mm-hmm. I was breastfeeding to rather than, you know, just going for the jats and cheese, yeah. eat something good and substantial. Totally. And that's his way of caring for me. But, yeah, you know, what you put in is what you get out and definitely help with energy levels and mm. and all that. How are you feeling about your new mum bods? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have come to terms with my mum bod. It took a while. I saw other mums and I was like, did you have a baby three weeks ago? Mm. I don't understand. Like, you have a waist again. I had a baby eight months ago (laughs) and I still don't have my waist back. I'm really confused. (laughs) And I think some days I was like, I must be doing something wrong. Maybe I'm not eating healthily enough or I'm not going on enough long, brisk walks or whatever. It's like everyone's bodies are just different, actually. And Mm. it just took mine 
pretty long time to bounce back and that is okay. Like in hindsight, yeah. I'm like, I wish I had known that if I was just patient and let my body mm. do what it was doing, mm. it would get to a place where I'd be like, yeah, like I don't have the body I used to have, but mm. it's a, like I'm happy with it. And, yeah. I, and I'm kind of like, this is a sign that I have a beautiful baby boy, mm. like my cottage cheese tummy, <laughs> which will never be shown to the world again. <laughs> Onesies and... Um, High-waisted jeans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or even I branched out to the high-waisted bikini bottoms. Oh, yeah. If you get them high enough, yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. It's practically a one-piece. Yeah, that's right. It's basically a one-piece, but you can go to the toilet much more easily. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I, I want to feel stoked and proud, you know, when I look at my body. I, I want to get to that point. The softness I'm okay with because that feels like I can – Maybe fix it one day. The stretch marks. <laughs> if you wanted are, to. Yeah, that's right. That was motivated enough. But the stretch marks are really hard to oh, come yeah. to terms with. Like mm. they seem permanent and that's frustrating. But you don't see them as like war wounds scars. or battle scars. Yeah. I want to. Maybe you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's a time thing. I'll get there and then I'll have another baby. And mm. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I think... I'm getting to the point now that I'm sort of finishing breastfeeding and starting to feel like I can wear whatever clothes I want. I can wear underwire bras. Um, (laughs) Starting to feel like it's my body again. Yes. But, yeah, I think um, it is hard to necessarily feel stoked (laughs) Mm. with with the changes. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was stoked. But I feel like, you know, it's not going to go back. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, yeah, I don't love my body at the moment, um, but I do think I'm also not living, like my lifestyle is a bit of a lazy one um, because I just don't really do that much exercise because the sort of exercise that I enjoy is just like lap swimming and things like that where I really would, I don't know what to do with my kid during that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, mm. and I do eat a lot of junk food and just whatever I feel like eating at the time. So it's a bit of a self-inflicted thing. Like it's a bit of a whether I'd had the baby or not, I might look like this way. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the fact that I have had the baby makes me feel like I can I can almost get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think also like, and I mean, this is different for everyone, but my husband's just told me I'm beautiful, you yeah. know, and I, that makes it like for me that helps. Like he hasn't gone, oh, well, yeah. we, ha- we had a good few years. <laughs> He's like, you look great, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, I think you're beautiful and, and I love the, what your body shows that you've done and, and yeah, it doesn't make you suddenly go, you know what, I am beautiful. You still have to come to terms with it yourself. But yeah. those little bits and pieces do make a difference. Oh, yeah, the, the reason for it. Yeah. You wouldn't change. Yeah, no, not at all. 100%. Do you feel more fulfilled being a mother? Oh, yeah. Deep question, Al. Yeah. I know, like, for me, sometimes, you know, this this journey has been so incredibly overwhelming. Um, you know, often I have no idea what my baby is trying to tell me. Mm. But then sometimes it can feel really underwhelming. And I'm so grateful for the other things in my life, you know, my husband, my friends, um, my work, my passions and hobbies. Mm. It all makes up my identity, I guess. Mm. And I think the power of personal identity is one of the main reasons why God actually spends so much of the Bible telling us, you know, who we were created to be and who we are in Christ. 
But I think the temptation is to be like, I'm a mom, mm. and that's the overwhelming or all-encompassing thing of of how we feel about everything. I don't, mm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, mm. definitely. I would say that I don't feel any more fulfilled than I felt before. I like life's fulfilling in lots of different ways, and I feel like this is just another just another aspect of life to learn and grow and like experience highs and lows in. Yeah. And be content in. Like there's hard things about being a mom. There's really wonderful, joyful things about being a mom. But I don't feel like I ever felt like once I have a baby, Mm. then I'll have made it or then I'll. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess Mm. I think I feel similarly to you. Like there's lots of aspects of life that I am thankful for and find gratitude in. Yeah. And this is a really significant one. Like it's. You know, if I had to trade between having a kid and working, I'd definitely choose having Joey. Yep. But I don't know. I get the the gift of having a bit of both. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely feel more fulfilled. Mm. Um, I think. I mean, I I always saw myself as being a mum since I was like mm. ten years old, and then you know marrying and then starting to try to have children. Um, about two years into our marriage and then having Maisie almost 10 years into our marriage, um, I really felt like there was a baby-shaped hole in my life. Um, And I think on my my good days I'd realised that a baby was certainly not going to fulfil my life and that I would always have longings that a baby would never fulfil. But there was a certain hole there Mm. that I was craving that Maisie has filled Mm. and I do feel more fulfilled as a result. Since having her and her growing up, I now have a baby number two shaped hole in my life (laughs) and I still have a bigger house shaped hole in my life. So it's not like she's filled all the voids that ever existed, but there is certainly a sense of fulfillment for me Mm. in having her um, that I did not expect. Yeah. And I think you just touched on it like that. Um, it never will completely fulfill us no. anything in this world, really. That's right, like yeah. we're never going to find perfect contentment because we're not made for this world. Yeah, that's right. But since we do have to live in this world, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any sort of final things that have really helped in a sense helping you f- still feel like yourself? Because I, I think that's what self-care is all about, you know, it's that relationship with yourself. Mm. And like any relationship with in your life, with your husband, with God, with good friends, with your child, it requires time and investment. Mm. You know, are there any other things that really help you, you know, feel feel good and mm. feel good just for you? <laughs> mm. I think something that I picked up, not in the first year of Joey's life, but this year, is um, just doing a bit of a part-time theological study that I had been doing before I was pregnant, before mm. he was born. And I get to go and study on Thursday nights um, and have dinner with all the residential students at the college that I'm studying at. And it's, like, just a really nice way to spend a Thursday evening. Yeah. My husband looks after Joey and I don't have to cook dinner. Yeah. And um, I think for me, more than, like, going and doing a yoga class or, like, having lots of time on my own where I can – I don't know, I wasn't really a big hobbies person, so I didn't have something mm. where I was like, oh, now I have a baby and I can't play touch footy anymore. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't. Yeah, sure. And so I think for me it's not 
having that alone time necessarily, but just having something which I just appreciate kind of the mental stimulation and challenge of. Mm. Um, so yeah, when I guess when people talk about self-care, we think like, go get a massage, mm. go get your hair cut, yeah. go for a long walk on the beach by yourself. Mm. And actually for me, like when my husband asked me like, what would, what would you really like to do if you had the time? I don't think I would have thought, oh, go and study for three hours a week. Yeah, no, yeah. Actually, my brain could handle that right now. It's yeah. been really, really refreshing. Like just it's a, a different world. But I, I think, you know, like you touched on, sometimes we can put self-care down to these occasional things that we do for ourselves, like going and getting our hair mm. done or nails done. But I think it's so important for sustenance for it to be habitual, you know, mm. regular part of your week, whether it is, yeah, going to Bible college or uh, for me, you know, playing a game of netball totally. um, once a week is just so mindful, you know, for an hour, I don't think about anyone or anything I have to do. I'm just focused on the game and it's building those things into our week that I think really helps mm. sustain us. Um, mm. Maybe, yeah, a quiet time every day mm. or, um, yeah, I don't know what it is for you, but I think... It's not the one-offs, mm. um, the, you know, girls' night out once a month or things like that. I think it's the, the daily rituals. Yeah, daily um, having some space in your head to just think about what you need to think about and be your own person. Mm. You know, having a little person attached to you constantly is one of the most joyful and exhausting things, you know, <laughs> that you can have. Um, and I think one of the things which is a bit of a broader, like less kind of, like you were saying, less than, you know, less, not so much a massage or a dinner or something. Um, I think something that's been interesting for me is to ponder that God loves Maisie more than I do. Mm. And so I can trust her to him. And that gives me more freedom to not have to do everything for her myself. Mm. Like that allows yes. me to let her go off with someone um, you know, who I trust, but who might not do things exactly the way I do mm. um, or it, or to um, ask someone to do something with her so I can do something else. And I can think, but if I'm not there, I can't do it perfectly. Mm. But God loves her and he's looking out for her and her best interests. And so that frees me up to just take a little bit more care of myself. Yeah. Mm. And that ends up making me a better mum anyway. Oh, it does. You know, the... If you've got the support network in your life, you know, the it's so worthwhile having that bit of time because it, it does rejuvenate you and give you more energy to give more to your family mm. by taking a bit of time for yourself. I mean, I work one day a week at the moment and I'm only there for about six hours. I'm, by the first hour, I've messaged my mom saying, can you please send me a photo of Maisie? Oh. <laughs> you know, and it's that sort of, you, you go away from them. and You, you miss them. You, yeah, you miss them. And that's, yeah. that's a really healthy and helpful totally. thing to realise. <laughs> I think as well we talk a lot about like self-care and I think sometimes that can just put more pressure on mums. Like you need to make more time to do more things for your own good. Like, yeah. and you're like, I don't, how am I supposed to? But actually the sen the idea of like community care, like we can't look after ourselves without making the most of the community that God has given us as well. Yes. Mm. And for different people that will look like different things. But, you know, you've got to lean into your family, lean into your church family, mm. lean into the people that you trust to spend time with, with your child, but also to leave your child with, because they have things to learn from other people who mm. aren't ourselves. Mm. And yeah, at the end of the day, like, we can't just expect that we have to make more time to look after ourselves. Like mm. we, 
there's got to be a network there that's going to catch us Mm. and give us that support that we need. Um, And God's gifted that to us in our families and in our churches. And to not accept help or not to seek help, um, it can be hard, but Mm. like it it makes the world of difference to to not just think about self-care, but to think about community Mm. care, receiving and giving. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So true. Well, there's absolutely a stack of sacrifice in motherhood, but man, like love and joy you have watching this tiny person grow and develop. It makes it all worth it. Hey, absolutely. Like seeing Banjo trying to figure out this whole walking business at the moment. He looks <laughs> a little drunk. Well. No, he's good. Oh, it puts a bigger smile on my face. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, hope you're enjoying it. If you find this Audible Mums group really helpful or um, fun, please leave us a rating. We'd love to hear any feedback you've got. Actually, just the five-star rating would <laughs> be good. good feedback, please. <laughs> one that works. Or uh, if you know someone who isn't able to make it to a local mums group or might find these conversations helpful for the season they're in, please uh, share them with them. Of course, if you want to further the conversation, join our group on Facebook. It's called Mums Group Pod. That's short for podcast. And we would love to hear your stories, hear your advice, what helped you during that first year of your baby's life. Until our next catch-up, take a moment for yourself or ask someone for help. And remember that in your child's eyes, you are the greatest mum in the world. Bye. Bye.